Hey guys, welcome Ready Doyle uh, podcast. We got something different this week. Yeah, he's here. I'm here. He's here. I, I'm up here a little early this week for training. So, is, so is this going to get you addicted? Like you'll move up here? You know, I, I know I you want to go to know. Idaho, but this is like this is close to Idaho. It's a little more redneck, I think. Oh, it's not a little bit. Oh my god, you haven't lived in Idaho yet. <laughs> yeah, you wait. No, no, you like it up here. You like you look at the look at the. Okay, look what uh, – so Rich Canino, my best friend in the whole world, we go back to being kids together, right? He was in town, and we got together. I had a meeting for uh, uh, Mike Barnett, which you guys will see the book. He's a, a good friend of mine. Went to high school with him. Wrote a killer book. Um, I'm coming out. Look, we talked about texting, and look who's got his phone. I'm checking you know? the stream. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but Rich and I grew up together, and last night, he's a helicopter pilot. So last night we got together and he drove the the 911 and he's like, dude, can I really drive it? So, dude, you let me fly your helicopter. What am I supposed to do? You know? So, yeah, you're gonna get it. So we had a ball. I mean, it was just yeah, dang. And I think pretty quick. Um, hypothetically, so I did not break any laws <clears throat> while we're driving, but it does. I've heard it gets up to like 125 That's without it? much effort. Oh. Um, and, and, and really not even trying. You just put a little bit of your foot into it. And I heard it will do 125 like like without you even know you're doing 80. I mean, like if I heard it feels like when you're going 125 in that car that it feels like you're going like 75, 80 miles an hour. Gotcha. That's what I heard. I don't know if it's true <laughs> or not. But And then Rich heard the same thing. He heard that it feels. He heard the same thing. He heard the same thing. So um, Got it. Well, that's a little different than how my Mini Cooper feels. Yeah, well, you're going to take it for a drive this morning. You're going to go to the dam and back because that's the, the funnest route. Because there's a couple, there's a couple areas that hypothetically, if you wanted to take it up to 100, you could. You could <laughs> just make sure the radar detectors in place, and then, uh, but all the curves, you know, that's just. I mean, there's, there's probably I think 27 hairpins yeah. going that way. You know, <laughs> it's unreal. All right. Oh, it's unreal. So, hey, real quick before we uh, we get started, we've got class going this week. So we're gonna bring all these fellows up. Yeah, we got uh, we got four students and so two interns this week. So we're just gonna look into the camera, you know, and just uh, there's just the introduce yourself and where you're from. Get in there, we're, guys. We're Get gonna start there. with you. My name is Woman. I'm from Boston. There you go. Domenico Caballero from Ohio. Where? Who else are you from? Come on. Uh, I represent Malco Products. There you go. Yeah, right on. Victor A. Brooklyn, New York. Very good. Mike Sharp, Winnemucca, Nevada. Winnemucca. If you guys have never been to Winnemucca, you should go. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. Roger Sandoval, Laramie, Wyoming. Who else we got? Mike Howard, Spoke, Oklahoma. There right you off. go. So Roger, Roger and Mike are our interns. And uh, Winnemucca, I love the name of that town. We actually, Winnemucca. When, when, when we drove to Idaho a couple times, that was honestly the highlight of the halfway point was getting to stop in Winnemucca and just say that over and over again. Winnemucca. <laughs> yep. It's also known as bumfuck Egypt. Uh-oh. You know? Because <laughs> it's out in the middle, right? My, you're from there. I mean, no. you live there. It's it's literally, that's where it's, you know. My kids and I didn't call it that when we went no, there. No? No. Your son will now. <laughs> I'll have a talk with them, you know? So, so hey, we've had, um, we've had an interesting... A uh, week, a week ago, I was heading back from. Two weeks ago, I was heading to England. A week ago, yep. I was heading back from England. Um, man, what a, what an event! 
Yeah, how was Waxstock? It was cool. And was it was it was it worth a week of traveling for a one day event? I would say it was worth five days of travel. I wish we would have <laughs> cut it down just a little bit. No, it was you know just seeing our friends and our new distributors, and it, it was amazing. It was you know it's a short show, but okay, think about that statement: five days for a one day show, and it was totally worth it. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, it's it is, and it's just cool to see and get an international flavor. Yeah, of detailing and see people and God, I saw friends I haven't seen. Uh, you know, it, it's well, my last trip over there was like 2019. You know, 2018, yeah, 2018, something like, something like that. Yeah, so it was uh, it was cool to see some international friends and we got push. we we got Hans on. He says it was great. Hans, to see dude, he's a cool <laughs> dude, man. And those hey, those things that you sent home for my family, those treats, they didn't make it. They <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't make it, man. He's uh man, he brought um oh, you know the food there is just Europe, Europe's got a whole nother we got good food here, right? I mean we got good food here, but man, those those English breakfast, um well just, it's you know it's different, right? We went to a restaurant the first night we were there and um we took and uh went with uh, uh our pal John Hole and uh we uh we just had we had the guys from uh we had we had good people. I mean, from all over, you know, the rat company guys were all there, and, but we just had so many great people. But well, we went to the the pheasant restaurant, and it's like a hundred and this restaurant's like one hundred and fifty years old. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> first opened in eighteen eighty something. Yeah, I and mean, it was just like the whole atmosphere inside was just like it was incredible. So it's cool to as a kid that never got on, I got on an airplane to go play a football game in Hawaii, a commercial airplane for the first time when I was seventeen. And then didn't fly again for a long time, right? And then and then to be able to take and I even stood there because it was like, you know, started out on a bicycle and I'm looking at Big Ben, you know. I mean, I'm yeah. in I'm in Europe, I'm in England, and I'm a freaking detailer, you know. I mean, how cool is that? So I forgot to ask you, what'd you fly over there on? We went over there on a uh triple seven, and then we came back and it was old. Remember that? Remember that one flight we went on where we, we had to pull the age of that airplane? Yeah, <laughs> we were looking for the ashtrays. Yeah, it was over twenty years old. Yeah, this one was the same, and we came back on a seven eighty seven. Cool. And on the way back, on the way there, I had this little tiny lady next to me, okay, and her husband, and this chick. Remember when we saw Matt Denny get owned? I got owned. <laughs> I got pushed out. At one time, she's sleeping halfway in my chair, and she didn't care. She just, she just, she just owned my seat. She just. Took over on the way back. Nobody next to me. Oh, there you go. So I set up against the window and stretched my legs. I don't. I don't hold still well. And and oh man, it was it was a cool ride. That seventy seven. It's smooth. It's really yeah, smooth. It's really smooth. So I bet. Um, but it was cool. You know, it was a cool trip. So then we had uh, Southern Detours Conference. So Team Double Black went to that. We had fun there. And uh, but you know Europe. I mean, seeing all our friends. Um, well, I mean, while, I, while you guys were were off working hard and uh you know traveling and all that i stayed home yep and i detailed my mini cooper for the first time in a long time really yep so it's good i, I saw, did i did a full two-step paint correction to it coated it with legend i peeled the uh the old tint off the window so i can get ready for new tint i applied new vinyl stripes to the hood and the trunk yeah um i went to town i even ordered new parts that didn't come yet but they're going to be there when I get and home. And you didn't even drive it up here. I didn't drive up here. It's, too, it's too clean. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, man. You got to drive that thing, man. You got to drive that thing. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was, it was good, man. I mean, I just, I, I go back, you know, the SDC looked challenging, I think crowd wise, but the, the industry got together. Yep. We were talking to somebody that might represent a brand that's here right now that said it was a little vendor bonding time, but uh, the vendors <laughs> got close, you know, but you know, it's a growing show, right? I mean, it's a new yep. show. I think it's the only second or third time it's happened, you know, and it hadn't happened last year, you know, it shut down the year before that. So right we'll see what happens you know see what happens but i am 100 percent addicted to wax stock it will happen again and I, I would love to see us bring not the industry from here i'd like to see more americans over there because it just gives you you know the europeans market stuff oh man some of the some of the mobile rigs i saw were on you think like our new mobile rigs here you see some of those really fancy ones being built they, they outclass us, man. Yeah. They got some rigs that are unbelievable. They like they like to customize them and slam them a little bit. They up do. There well, and the vans, they got different vans, right? Right. They can go into the Ford dealership and create a, a customized transit that's got this body kit on it, a Euro kit on it, you know? Yep. Kind of like a 911 Euro kit. Oh, and plus all the other manufacturers have cool vans over there. They do. Volkswagens and so, everything. So you know that, you know that Audi, the... Uh, the new one that's coming out that we're talking about, the, the uh, RS. Yeah, the RS3. Yep. They have it in a wagon, and it's not coming here. Yeah, no, never does. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I want that. I would buy that. No, seriously, if they had the wagon, that would probably be the next car I get. But they don't have the wagon. No wagon. You know? no Amer wagon. Americans don't like wagons. They like their SUVs. Dude, I love a, I love a wagon. I just love a crossover wagon or something like yeah. that. I think they're... But you see those things everywhere, right? Over there, it's just amazing. So, so hey, today we're going to talk about leadership, and we're going to—it's on the heels of talking about followership. <clears throat> Excuse me, getting over a head cold. So, a lot of people—I got a little—I got some people questioning. Well, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't—I don't need to follow anybody. Nah, I don't agree at all. And don't get confused with being an entrepreneur and a business owner and a leader. It, it, when you start a business, it automatically doesn't check a box that you're a built-in way. You're not a. You might not be an entrepreneur yet. You're going to learn to be, and you might not be a leader yet. And and I can tell you, born yeah. leaders, <clears throat> there's people, I think that have characteristics of leadership. Maybe they're born with, but you got to develop them. You know, it's just like uh, Michael Jordan. You, you want to talk about a guy that's athletic? He's athletic. But he didn't come out of the womb and you get an NBA contract. I mean, he was cut from his high school team, you know. So um, why makes you any different being a an entrepreneur, a blue collar entrepreneur? You're, you got to go just just because you start something doesn't mean you're a leader. Just because you've been in business five or six years and you've got one person, you know, that that you employ doesn't make you a leader. On the other side of it, <clears throat> coming into business and being new doesn't mean that you're not going to be a great leader. And so a lot of people underestimate their their abilities, but we're going to talk about that. And at the end, I'm going to tie the two in. But um, you know, we we just got a Bob Phillips with with PNS this morning. I sent him notes, and he sent back a response. And what did he say? That response. Oh, do I need to pull that I one know up? What it is. I know what it is. Do you have it memorized? Yeah, I got it memorized. Basically, he said, "Hey, I think good leadership is is that you're constantly pushing other people forward." If so many people. And you can read exactly what it says if you want to. I think it'd be worth it. So, so Bob, I really like the business owner. 
Um, one, as it applies to high, per a high percentage of your clients. I do think most business owners feel since they are the boss, they must be good at everything. One of the most important things business owners can do to self-evaluate their is to self-evaluate their talents and focus on uh, their strengths and hire people to do the rest. And he had a little comment. I need to hire more because he's so busy, right? But Bob, I'll tell you, two people, Bob Phillips and Bob Eckelberg with 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 uh, Lake Country Tools. Both is I worked with Bob for ten years with Flex, and every year we'd go in. You know, is I was a paid representative. Um, every year he'd say, Renny, I'm going to keep pushing you forward. And he's a good leader. And he's been a, in every industry he's been, he's been in the tool industry his entire life. Why has he done so well? Why has Bob Phillips done so well? Bob told me the same thing. I'm going to push you forward. I'm going to put, and he tells that to the entire team. And Bob, uh, Bob Eichelberg still says that to his team. I'm going to push you forward. I'm going to push you forward. The thing that I it really gets to me that with small business and small minded business owners is that they want to enslave their their people. So, you know, I'm looking at these guys. You ever had a you ever had a great boss, just a fantastic boss? Mm -hmm. I've had a couple that go back in time that were just and the one thing they did not do or two things did they did not micromanage and they never limited where I could go. Yeah. Those were the two things. They wouldn't micromanage and there weren't, well, you're tapped out. You, what, you think you're going to get my job? Those were the worst guys or gals. The best people saw no ceiling in my job and they just, I'd come in and say, well, how do you want me to do that? I don't know, go figure it out. And it was like, oh, hell yeah. Now, some staff are going to say, well, you need to tell me exactly what to do. Well, you got the wrong staff and we'll even get into that a little bit. So, Okay, so um, Rich and I drove last night. You're going for a drive right after this is done. Okay. Okay. That's fine. We're going to go to the dam and bat, and you got to <laughs> take that thing out. So we've got a, we, uh, we've got a deal with Porsche, and uh, we've got a 911S right now. It's got 1,700 miles. So that's pretty new. It's pretty new. And uh, these guys are going to be correcting it because it's got a lot of, it's got some damage on it. You know, not damage, it's got lot rash. Oh, that's a good term. It's I haven't heard lot, that one. It's got lot rash. And I'm sure there will be a ferry that visits later. And there's going to be a little ferry that comes <laughs> in, you know, and does. No, it's just like driving illegally or proposed that you drive fast, right? So um, last night I was coming up. We came up at night. Rich and I just, we don't get to see each other a ton. And, oh, check this out. So he's getting, he's going to be getting married next year. Guess who's marrying him? He asked me to be the official for his wedding. Oh, that's something, We're new. That's something new for your resume. No, no. I married You've our done son it before. I, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm well, I've got a master's, but how'd I'm also work? ordained. How'd that, how'd that work out? We won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about riches. Yeah. That had nothing to do with me. You know, it, that has nothing to do with me. The, the dude doing the ceremony can't control the, the outcome, you know, just doing the ceremony. But, I thought it was really cool. My best friend asked me to marry him. You there know, you go. not marry him. I had to clean. Uh, Diane I, goes I last night. She's like, okay, okay. I know he lives in Utah, but how are you guys getting, you know, you're two dudes and you're married to me. How are you going to get married to us? No, no, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to do the ceremony. I'm not getting married to him. So she was just being a smart aleck. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. She, she wouldn't pass that up. Yeah, no, she didn't. So I felt kind of silly. So, hey, Mike Paulson's on with us. 
Hey, hey Mike. Luke. What's up, buddy? So, um, oh, look at Samantha is too. Um, yep. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, the chain. I mean, there's so much, so much cool things going on in, in leadership right now. Like, I just went through a, a leadership program, two of them. And this one was a, it was a high, it was a high volume of information coming across to us with um, lower stress, meaning they weren't screaming and yelling, but what they're doing is just throwing a lot of knowledge at us. And their feedback was that the scores were much higher and the class continuity was much better. And so, you know, at the senior level, right, we've all been, we've all been leaders. We're all, you know, we're all 20, 30, 40 years into it, you know, the leadership. But I took so many pages and pages and pages and pages of notes is that here I am, you know, 40 years into learning to lead and I'm still learning to lead. And that's the ideal part of this is that a lot of us listening right now are serious A types is that we're driven. Now, eight types come in different varieties. We might have some of this in front of us. You got the louder, more outgoing, Yep. you know, types. I wasn't always that way. That's developed. Highly distracted. Highly distracted. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about, oh, look at the kitty, you know? Just look at, he looks, you know? <laughs> okay, driven A-type personality right there. We just had it, we just found out. This side of the room didn't look, one side of the room did. So we know who's what. So I feel your pain. There you go. I'm with you. Um, Chris didn't look. None of you guys. You guys are freaking stone. You guys are like rocks. You're mush. You just, you just immediately turned towards the kitty. And that's okay because I even said it and I still looked. So, But, you know, um, A-types come different. Um, I work with some great leaders uh, within the military in the uh, in search and rescue. They're very quiet. Matter of fact, you wouldn't, a lot of people wouldn't consider them A-types. You know, they look like they're pretty mellow, pretty snail pace. They're not. They're just not vocal about it, you know. They're very quiet about it. Uh, and then you've got people that are middle of the road. They get loud when they need to. And they get louder the longer they work with somebody, you know. Sometimes. You know, so um, you also have got different characteristics of leadership that stuff gets to them. You've got leaders that don't give two shits. They're just, they're rock. They're solid. I don't like working with those people because they usually don't care. Okay. Then you've got the, 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 the kind of balanced leadership. And then you got the real emo dealership uh, leadership. Chris and I both tend, we're in the middle. We, you can get us over to the real emo side because we really care about what people's opinions and concerns are. We don't like failing people. We don't feel, we don't like feeling like we didn't give our best. And it bothers us. I think that's a power. Now, if you're on the other spectrum where you just everything completely sends you under the table because you think everything's going to be an earthquake, and it's a 9.0 that's going to hit, and you're diving for the table every five minutes, there's a problem. Yeah, that could be a problem. You know? So I like a little bit of balance. I like somebody that's got enough emotion involved with relationships to where they can listen, but they know when to. Sorry. You know, we talked to these guys about silencing their phone. And not being a distraction. I set an alarm days ago so I could check into my flight tomorrow. I'm glad that's a priority. <laughs> well, he's turning red. It should be. Red. It he's should be. Red. So, um, you know, don't confuse being a good leader with being a business owner. Don't confuse being a good leader 
with you being an A-type personality is those the leadership abilities, leadership qualities, leadership skill sets. You can never, it's a diminishing, it's a diminishing skill set. And if you've only got one person, are you a leader? Yeah. Even if you just, that one person's you and you're working in your company, you've got to lead you. You've got to lead your customers down a road that you want to lead them. You've got to lead, lead your local market down a way that perceives you. How are they perceiving you? Those are all leadership skills. Now that changes when you start getting staff in there, it changes is when you get involved in the group, you guys, these guys are all just coming into the, the, the mafia, the detail mafia. It changes when you come into the industry, you're, you're in an industry already. How are you going to lead in that industry? Are you going to lead by good example? Are you going to lead by, by, by heavy handedness? Are you going to lead by, we're going to talk about screamers. Um, we're going to talk about um, greed leadership. There's a lot of greed leadership out there. We're going to talk about what that is and what it means. How are you going to lead? What 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 what's the example that you've had in your life? Have you had? I think my grandma, my mom were. I would say my grandma was a leader. My mom was. Um, she played a different role. I think my grandma was definitely hardcore Italian, you know, and she definitely led. And but here's she didn't lead with a lot of soft mm -hmm. emotions. I always knew she loved me because she told me constantly, but. She wasn't, she didn't have a lot of empathy for anything I was going through. Is that if I was going through some stuff, she expected me to, okay, come here, baby. I'm going to get you through this. Okay, big hug. Okay, are you over it? Let's move on. And that was her leadership. There was no carrying me through something. It was, hey, you're going to be okay. This is what you need to do. Now go do it. And if I came back and said, man, I'm really having trouble. Why? Why are you having trouble with this? Pretty simple. Get over it. And so I've carried that on leadership is I had, I don't have a lot of, if it takes, I'm a very emotional person, but there's, if there's, if there's a ruler of me measuring patience on that, mine's, mine's a measuring stick, not a, 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 a tape measure. It, it's this, it's this long. And there's only so much to measure. There's to only measure. so much. And then I check out of it. Okay. Now that's a good quality in some some forms, but it's also a bad quality in others. I got to check myself, and I'm still learning through that. So what's that part of? And we're going to get into that of checking yourself. So hey, I thought this was cool, real quick, by the way. So Samantha was paying attention two weeks ago, and she just wrote this in. She goes, you know, not just in your job, but in everyday life, and and how you and how you do exist. Do you know when to lead and when to follow? A good leader knows when to follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to jump into that. And here, Samantha's a, you talk about Cal Fire, huge fire agency here in California. And this, she was way up here. I mean, she was up on the food chain. And as a female, to be up on that food chain, and, and Samantha, I'm not sure how old Samantha is. I'm going to guess in her 40s, I think. Probably. Um, she's, she's one of those that she carries her age pretty well. So, um, she doesn't look her age, but to go through as a female in the fire agency and reach the rank she did and to say what she just did is again, females, a lot of times, well, I've they, 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 they lose the testosterone. Us guys have got to project that testosterone. And there's a time where she'll, she'll, she'll bring the testosterone on where it scares me a little bit. 
where, you know, I know when to back off with Samantha. Does that make sense? Us guys need to learn that same thing. And we have a harder time with that. And so business owners are great as, as assuming because they own a business, they, 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 they have to step up to that leadership role and they got to do it right now. Let me talk to you. We need to learn leadership. It's a skill set we need to continually learn. We need to practice leadership, good leadership. And you must develop our skills as a leader is by becoming a student of leadership and then actually leading. Uh, one of the best things that you could do as an entrepreneur is get involved in a board of directors for, an, uh, 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 for a nonprofit organization. First, get on a committee. Okay, we've got that word within the mafia even. But you get involved. So where did I get involved is in my 20s is on search and rescue is I got on the board. I was a pretty capable technician. They put me on the board. And uh, my first one was I was a training officer, believe it or not, just about three years into my career because I was so creative with my scenarios is I'd go out and really scout out my scenarios and I'd make them a little crazy, you know, is we we would actually take and harness in and put people on the side of a mountain that we had to go. We had to actually go pull them off so much so that those standards, there's no way I could do that level of training today. There's just no way that it would be allowed. And it was never, we never got anybody injured. Uh, but I, where did I learn that from? Um, guys that, that, that did that to me coming out of the teams. Um, the next thing from there is I became a leader. And I was voted in a team commander at like 26. One of the youngest. Dave Guthmiller is another really young one. A uh, good friend of mine, another mentor of mine. And so when I got in and made that team, uh, made that that position, I did good at it. But I made some really big mistakes, too, is that I quickly realized that as badass as I am on the mountain, I'm not quite as badass at leading people on the mountain. And matter of fact, at one time, I was on a, a mission, and I, I damn near could have got everybody killed. And we had somebody else come on, on scene, um, somebody that was, you know, pretty high ranking. They didn't step all over me. They just pulled me aside and they said, hey, you know this thing you're about ready to go on? He's got some FUBAR points, right? You guys know what FUBAR is? We'll talk about it after this. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble if I say it. It's the F word up beyond recognition. So the F word in that. So he says, I, I don't want to step on you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in. Is Here's what's wrong with this. And as he's talking, I'm shutting up. I'm listening. Okay? I'm a follower. Technically, he outranks me, but I've got final say, right? Two things could have happened. What could I have done? I could have just had my pride in the way, my ego, and just said, hey, no, I'm the commander. This is what we're doing. So I listened to him, and I went, the two words came out of my mouth next, oh and shit. Okay? The next words out of my mouth were, what would you do? What did I just do? I learned. And what did he just do? He didn't make me look foolish in front of a whole bunch of people. He trained and mentored me. So I said, hey, here's the deal. Guys, get in here. Bob's going to take and run us through. He's got a good plan. We respect him. You guys all respect Bob. I respect Bob. He sees some things I didn't see. He sees some things that you guys didn't see. We're going to go off his plan. Bob presented his plan. I said, you guys, you guys feeling it? They're like, oh, yeah, we like that a lot better. You know, I could have easily really screwed up at that point. You know, you've been on that. You know, 
could have easily screwed up. At first, was my was my was my ego a little ruffled? Yeah. At first, just for about a nanosecond, I was like, "Hold on, man. I'm the commander. Why is this guy coming to me and telling me what to do for this long?" But then I settled down, controlled my emotions, and listened. Opened my ears up, shut my mouth, and listened. Okay. Now that happened a couple other times where I didn't take that advice. Most time it worked out great, but there's a couple times it didn't. It didn't, but it wasn't in a near a life or death situation that that first one was. And so statements I hear that I want to address right now is I'm only a one-man shop. That's okay. You're going to lead your customers to you. You're going to lead your customers to the right decisions. You're going to lead your entire market to a new level of detailing. You're going to take and lead the industry locally. You're going to become a leader within your local community of small business. You're going to become a voice of small business. You're also going to become a voice of showing people what detailing truly is. They probably haven't seen your degree of detailing. And if they have, it's been a small exposure compared to all the bad examples. So you're going to be a leader. Don't think that because you're a one-man team, you can't be a leader. You can't, but you got to develop your skills. I have a small staff. Most of us do. I had a staff of 30 plus. That's a small staff. Now, when we got to the to the mafia a few years ago, 100 and some strong, I had to I sat down and I analyzed everything. I looked at everything and I went, this thing's going out of control. And why is it going out of control? Because I don't know how to lead an organization this big. I've never done it. I didn't know how to lead an organization of 30 people. How am I going to lead an organization of 100 plus? And so I went to people in the group that did. And now we have leadership that leads the group, not me. I'm not that person. I can influence but me by myself, that span of control, to put it in military terms or EMS terms, span of control is out of whack. I'm used to taking and having strong one-on-one influence with about seven people. Okay, so underneath me, I've got seven people that report to me. They each got probably seven to twenty. Now we might now my boss has got three hundred and some, but you know what? Who's got his year? Me and a couple other people. That's it. Not all 300 and some report to him. Does that make sense? And so you've got to get that under control. Is I have multiple locations. Is that's okay? I want lo- um, multiple locations. Okay, one half. Let's talk about half. I have multiple locations. You better have a serious leader at each one of those, because if you're trying to be the key leader outside, and not have that, that ain't going to work. You got to have somebody that's got your ear from there that really is an outstanding leader that you trust and you give total control of that business over to them. I want multiple locations. Okay, that's great. I did too. The downside to that is I wasn't ready to give control up to those locations because I wanted it my way, exactly my way. It's okay to have an SOP. It's okay to have systems and processes in place. The problem is is that a lot of people aren't willing to relinquish control of that over to somebody else to run it for them. Are you ready for that is the question. And lastly, is that how do I find people to hire? You shouldn't have to find them. They should be finding you. Yeah, we've talked about building up your culture in such a way Mm -hmm. that you're attracting people. That's it. And so as you attract people, 
is we we used to put i remember the first couple of years we we're in business we put a help wanted ad out and man it was a bad experience and i said hold on hold on how do we find people in the military how do we find people in search and rescue how do police departments fire departments find people you don't see ads out there too mm -hmm. often for those jobs you do there's recruitment and stuff you know but what does the military do is you well depends right now <laughs> the army's not doing it i'll tell you one of the biggest ads for the navy right now top gun it was when it came out in 86 and yeah. it is now you look at a promotional what 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 is that it's a sales tool well make your job look cool who are you going to attract people that love cars tell them who's the navy attracting right now people that want to become fighter jet pilots who are they going to get the majority of people are going to be the guys that are launching those the men and women are launching the airplanes the men and women that are working on the airplanes and the men and women that are working on the ships that launch those airplanes because you got to remember i can't remember what the rat the, the i used to know this years ago when we we're sending a lot of people off to war but the i think it's for every foot soldier carrying a gun in the field it's like 10 soldiers that that run support jobs that's massive think about that on an aircraft oh it's probably probably 10 easy. times that yep it's probably 100 100 to 200 people for every one of those pilots there's probably one to 200 uh uh airmen or sailors doing a job just to get that one pilot off the deck of that aircraft carrier because who's steering the ship who's making the meals who's doing the laundry who's cleaning the toilets who's working on the airplanes who's fixing the tires who's cleaning the decks think about all those things okay that's all got to come into your mind and here is the other thing do you know what i was doing before this class came in cleaning the toilets guess what i've done twice since you guys have been here went in to tidy up the toilet Not, you guys are actually pretty clean you know we don't have any serious <laughs> leakers you know but as, uh, that's my i i enjoy that is that i like to have a tidy place for you guys to go potty you know and myself i like to have a clean a clean restroom i love going into a facility with a clean restroom whether it's a rest uh, a restaurant i won't name it i walked into a restaurant not too long ago went into the restroom and i'll never go back i'll never go back to that establishment again because the toilet was in such it was nasty well their their employees are using the same restroom right yep my food them no not gonna happen <laughs> not gonna happen um so how do i grow big first off you got to attract the people second off you got to be able to lead those people third off you've got to develop leaders under you and sometimes those leaders are going to be advisors that's what he is to me that's what diana is to me is only bob bob's got a whole the president of the united states i don't care who he is who she is i can't wait to get a female president i'm ready for that the right one the right one the right one i got a couple of mine <laughs> um he or she's got advisors all around him all around him he or she doesn't make that final decision the prime minister of england doesn't make the they're getting intel from everywhere they've learned to be followers when they have to follow and then lead when it's expected of them they've got to come out and make a decision and lead but they 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 step back and follow the experts that are around them 
follow their advice than step forward and use the information they gathered, the intel they gathered, to make wise decisions or the best decisions they can. So let's go off of this, is skill sets of true leaders, selflessness. You can't be self-serving. You have got to take the worst leaders I've seen. And unfortunately, I, I know some right now in business. They're not good leaders. They're, they're horrible at it. And unfortunately, what do you guys think they think of their leadership skills? They think they're the biggest, baddest mofo leader that's ever walked the planet. Okay, and you can see them from a mile. At least I can now. You know, I've really matured in the last three, four years of being able to, mm-hmm. But you know what? You ever notice that dogs, some dogs and some young babies, kids under five, are good judges of character? Okay? When we lose that for a while, well, guess what? There's good news. You start building it back up again. You start studying characteristics of toxic people. Your dog picks it up still. Infants pick it up still. But you lose it for a, for a period of time. The, the sooner that you can start developing that skill set, the better off you are. Don't judge. Just be able to pick up vibes. And you know what? Listen to your, to your gut. Listen to your heart. Listen to your brain and balance it all out. Developer of people. You've, become, you've got to become a developer of people. Hire people on with the idea that they're either going to do two things. They're going to stay at your company a long, long time. You're going to give great opportunity. You're going to build them up a leader. Or they're going to go into business for themselves. If that doesn't happen and they just go get another job, you've prepared them to be a better employee for somebody else. You've given them the tools to excel within their lives and within their careers. Don't pinch them down and push them down. Build them up. Give them opportunity. And I've got Jim Gogan. Um, again, I told you, you're going to hear his name a lot, his, his story. Remember his story with his staff with the retirement account? Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I don't he, remember all the details. He, Jim, Jim his, 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 his staff member didn't want to put a retirement account in, the, in the action. So Jim just did it. And the young man just bought a house and was able, tax-free, to pull some of that out for the down payment to help him with the assistance of, built, of buying his first home. Tax-free. That money was just a big savings account sitting there. And so what's Jim? Is he's, he's a builder of people. He trusted. He leaves now and goes to our different events all over the country and has a great, a great staff member to cover down for him. How cool is that? It took a lot of building to that. Jim had to take and advance his leadership skills. And then in turn, Brian had to take and advance his leadership skills. But together, they made it happen. Is Your skill set has got to be a dreamer. You've got to be able to dream. You've got to be able to go back. I mean, one of my buddies and I were talking last night about being that 10-year-old kid again. You know, is that would that 10-year-old be proud of the person you are right now? You know, would that, here's the other thing, would that 30 or 40 or, you know, 50-year-old is what 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 is what would the what would the me from six years ago say about me right now? Am I going the right direction? Am I am I hitting the pace count? How am I doing? Ask yourself that occasionally, you know, because you know what? Did the 10 year old you want to be all bound up? I can tell you, man, the 10 year old me had big ideas. 
and it was all fun based. And last night was part of it. I was out with my buddy, driving a car. Allegedly, could have been a little fast, but what's fast? Two miles an hour over the speed limit. <laughs> Be a visionary. So a dreamer. Hold on. Isn't that what a dreamer is? No. A dreamer's thinking big. A visionary is starting to plan it out. Okay, starting to see the pieces come together. You guys see a board over here with all the mind mapping. That's that's not my dream board. That's the I already I already dreamed all that stuff up. That's starting to visionize it. That's starting to put it all together. And then an executor. Okay, Rowdy, I've got a million ideas a day. I can only execute on so many. At least a million. At least a million. And I love it. It's what feeds me. Probably drives him crazy because we did the disc report. You know, he's following the rules. You know, he's he's here, you know, and on this side, I'm here. But then when you look at it, it's opposite. So I want to say, let's go. And he's going, okay, well, how are we going to do that? <laughs> I want it numbered out. I want one through ten before we even move. I don't think I sound quite like that. No, you don't. <laughs> you know. Okay, say it. <laughs> we need to do this more often. Yeah. I like you being here. Um, and so the an executor and then strong will to survive. Your will, your 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 survival will. We've seen it, okay, Mr. Sharp. I keep pointing to him because he's an EMS. Is you come across people, believe it or not, that are in really bad situations, and we've had people we walk up to, and we're going, "This guy's dead. There is no way we're going to get him packaged up and into the helicopter, and it's over. Lights out, and he, and they make it, and like." This person was busted up, missing body parts and everything else, and they're alive. Then you come across people that have got slight injuries, and they die on you. Their will to survive wasn't strong enough. They just couldn't absorb that pain, and it put them into shock, and that shock killed them. A lot of business owners go into shock. They're just freaked out. And if they only knew, you're coming around a corner, Jim Gogan's. See, I told you, told you I was going to mention his name. Jim Gogan said this. They're coming around. They come out of this straightaway. They're seven, five, seven, three, four years into it. They're coming down the straightaway. They hit a corner. And, and they've got another big straightaway coming. And halfway through the corner, they slam the brakes on and stop. They didn't know it's not that big of a corner. And they had this huge straightaway coming ahead. And they would have realized unbelievable success. And they quit too soon. They could have gone and got a, a part-time job. They could have made their, their, their main gig a side gig until things got better. They could have done so many things to survive it. Why is Jim so passionate about that? Because him and I both hit that corner several times and tapped the brakes. But we didn't slam them on. Yep. That's right. In racing, when you're going into that turn, that's when you tap the brakes going into it. But you're full on the gas when you come out of it. When, when I went to mid-Ohio driving school with your guys' company, your, your company put me there. Yeah, that was with Malco. It was with Malco. And there's some there's some there's still some Malco soreness coming out of that <laughs> because the old man had to whip a couple people. And I had the pole position, and I won. Now, was, they'll, they'll tell you it was only by about, you know, two-tenths of a second. But they're still a little sour about it. So you might not want to bring that around the coffee room because there's going to be some people that are a little upset. Um, they seek out mentorship. 
They seek it out. They don't wait for it. They seek it out. They watch people in the platforms those people are at, and they see them, and they, they kindly ask for input. I can't tell you how many thousands of times I've done that, and the dividends have been absolutely huge. Is is it just it still happens? I'll never stop seeking out knowledge. I'll never stop seeking out how is I'll pick up a trade from our last training. We changed, we put in a, a ball into action yesterday. Is we had constructive input on something that needs to be done. We've both known about it for a long time. Now the ball is in a perfect spot for us to make that happen. So I went out. And I announced it. I said, hey, we're going to start rolling that ball. Stand by. Okay? We never hold still. We try to take and improve every aspect of our lives and business every time we take and we do our act, whatever your business is. Whatever it could be, detailing, it could be anything. Scrubbing could be a garbage man. I'm trying to get more efficient and better at it and enjoy it more. Put a smile on my face. <laughs> know the continued gain of knowledge is essential. Just talked about that. You can never stop learning about leadership. If I showed you my book, and I'll pull it all out. When we're done with this, ask me. I'll pull my book out of my, my – and I'm going to show you the notes I took in those classes. And every highlighted note that I took in that military leadership course was aimed at this podcast, and another color was aimed at the mafia. Why did I separate the two? Because I've got more time with the mafia. I can, I can put more deeper. I can dive deeper on that. But here's the thing. Is that we're some of us are 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 40 years into our, our leadership journey and we're still going to class and I'm taking pages and pages of notes. Matter of fact, when I text that the I, I uh, we had to do we had to do a a a, uh, a review uh, after action report of the of, of the of the class is I took I've got a, a rocket book so I can scan my notes and turn them into PDFs. I sent that to the leadership and they said, Hey, how do we do? So I sent an email and I said, you know, explain my situation and my role in the private sector. They know where, what I do in the military. They know what I do in search and rescue. And I said, I, I think you guys did pretty good. I have six pages of notes. Now I'm in a class with all kinds of Jags. There's attorneys on average. They had anywhere from four to 10 pages of notes. Ironically, there's a couple individuals there that, and they might be listening, I don't care, I'm not going to name names, that struggle with their leadership, and they really struggle with their naysayers, and they really struggle with, they really haven't found a place. And I had both those individuals that I kind of have known and been around in my career, that both at different times, I heard them say, man, I don't, I'm not getting anything out of this, tra this training. Are you? I was like, hmm. yeah, what's the difference there? Those are two people that really struggle to succeed. And they didn't get any value. And I, I didn't see a single note on them. But yet, there's an attorney in there that's $4,800 an hour. There's another city attorney in there that works for a, a big city that's very accomplished. There's all these attorneys that the minimum was a $400 an hour attorney. A minimal. And he was a brand new attorney. They all have multiple pages of notes. The two people that struggle the most didn't have any notes at all. Hmm. Can you tie the? Can you connect that together? 
Absolutely. They don't value it. You know, uh, real quick, you know, we have guys in the mafia that, you know, plan every year to attend three or four trainings, no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. they're just continuing their learning all the time. And uh, Nick Vecchio just, just typed in, he said he had a successful business for 16 years before he attended, you know, your class and trained with us. Um, and, uh, you know, he says after that, he took things to a whole new level. And without that learning and teaching, he would have never taken his business that higher level, but it's not necessarily the things you, you learn in class. Sometimes just participating in the education process kicks you in the butt and motivates you absolutely to step, step up a bit. And Nick, thank you for saying that. But here's the other thing that Nick is not saying from my perspective, watching Nick do this, Nick sat there and his jaw dropped the first day in class. He's like, you know, and he started talking to me and he started asking questions. And he started engaging and he started engaging his wife in the business. And he started engaging his staff. He started looking for new people. He started marketing. He started relationships. He started a fire and that fire burned and it just, it got hotter. And pretty soon he's got boiling water for a business. He is on fire. Why? He opened his mind up and he moved. He moved 16 years in. He's seeking out more. Now this guy's on fire. You can't give him enough. No, he sits there and he's just taking shorthand. He's on this every single time, practically. He's on our, 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 our private events. He's how many years into this and he's still engaged at a high level. That's right. what it takes. You can't take Jim Gogan. I told you, you're going to hear it a lot. Jim Gogan developed so much of what I teach yet. He's a student of what we teach. Did you hear that? Okay. So there's commonality here. The other thing, let's get past this. They know when and how to follow. Okay. Samantha just said right. that. They get past micromanagement. They get past it. Okay. There's times you got to micromanage, got to push a little bit. You know, you got to, but you got to get out of that. It's in and out. You know, you come in, set it up, out. Tap it, tap it, tap it, out. You know, get out of there. So they face realities. Good leaders face realities. Is I told you about the mission. I've had several of these. We've had we've had powwows. I remember one time we had to go. We had to we we had to go in and and, and get somebody out of a bad situation. And I'm going to be the guy. I'm going in. I'm the one guy that's going in. So they start planning out the mission. And I'm pretty. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. And they, and they say, okay, we're going to do that. I said, hold on. Say what? What are we going to do? It was something I was a little uncomfortable with. And so they go, well, we're going to do that. I said, why, why are we going to do that? And they're like, well, we, you know, we think this is the needs, this is the mission, this is good, what's going to be, we're going to be successful at. And I was like, okay, so like, what's the danger level on this, man? The car report, okay, green, amber, red. I like, I like green and amber. You know, we go into the red side and they say, oh, this is definitely red. We're not going to get out of it, but you're the only one big enough that can take and pull this dude out of this situation. None of us would be, we'd have to send two down. We can't send two. And I was like, okay, let's go. And I went, set up, I, 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 I double checked everything. Guess what? Success. I listened. I listened. I was going to lead, but I had to listen. And I trusted. And I didn't micromanage. And it actually turned out to be pretty successful and not too gnarly. I mean, pucker factor. I didn't poop for about three <laughs> days, you know, but I came out of it and I was okay. Now, did that expand my comfort zone? No, it expanded my trust in my team. 
I did not and still don't want to ever do that again if I can help it. But I know now that team can make it happen and happen safely if I trust in them. And then I look at everything. Yeah, I looked at everything. Um, your, your strengths, your weaknesses, your abilities, and your needs. What are your needs? Here's some real realities I see. People are lacking real experiences. You know what can change that? Mentorship. Financial savvy. A lot of people just aren't business savvy. They just don't have, they don't know what a PL is. They don't know what they're looking at in a PL. They don't know the questions to ask their bookkeeper or, or their or their accountant. I had we had a powwow with our 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 accountant and our our bookkeeper and our CPA just a couple months ago. And we 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 kind of reformed our organization a little bit. We sit down for what was supposed to be an hour meeting for almost three hours. And at the end of it, our CPA goes, wow. And I said, okay, what's wow mean? I don't like wow with the CPA saying wow. You know, it could go one way. She goes, no, um, I got to take and delay. I got to, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and prepay your taxes. I'm going to redo your taxes for this year. I've got such a better understanding of what you're doing. You just save yourself about 10 grand. I had no idea about this. He just talked six, eight months ago. Now, was it that she wasn't listening? No, I wasn't saying. I didn't. I never. I never felt I wanted to impede and, and share that much information by basically demanding that I paid for it. You know, but by demanding her time, is that what we did? Is we really she got a better understanding of our financial situation. In the long run, it's she said this is probably going to take and save you over the rest of your mm -hmm. career seven figures save not what about you make it's about what 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 you spend and what you save and when you get into business taxes are part of that too you know we got a uh, ricardo at bmr auto detailing in mm -hmm. utah in our group he uh you know he know he knows the strengths and strengths and strengths and weaknesses and uh he's decided to go back to school you know he's going to school at the local college just to learn uh, some of those business accounting classes oh. so he can understand his profit and loss statement and all that kind of stuff better. You know, he want, he wants to make sure that he's on top of it. You know, I've got, I say this all the time. I've got a dashboard right on my phone that my, 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 my CPA and our accountant built for us because two years ago, remember that discussion? So yep. I said, I have no idea. This is my weak spot. I have no idea on a, on a weekly basis of what the hell is going on with our, our finances. There's no way I just got a, a way to look at everything in one spot is there some way they can do it in our in our in our bookkeeper goes oh yeah i can make you a dashboard kind of like a car so and, you know she knows me a car guy i said cool and she goes you'll have a speedometer a tachometer a fuel gauge temperature gauge and you know what she built a damn report that i look at every day it's, it's live she took in you know <laughs> mad scientist caught everything and it does it looks like a damn car i got you know my fuel gauge is here that's that because she knows that freaks me out right poor kid you know i don't want to ever go back to being poor so my fuel gauge man i want it three quarters to full all the time you know so i can go in and every once in a while I'll dip and what am i doing hey why is that down oh this this and this you know i was like okay cool but i've got a whole gauge that i can look at that allows her to micromanage my finances without her and i interacting and it's daily and have you heard me complain one bit since then I don't think so. No, not at all. I just go in there, I look at it, and go, oh, good. Okay. Now, some days I'll look at it and go, oh, and then he'll get a call and say, hey, you know, what's, he doesn't see the backside of it. 
Diane does. I see all this and I just go to them and ask two or three questions. And now I see why something's happening. Does that make sense? It's a huge benefit. Again, uh, lack of people skills. I, I, meant, I mentioned Toastmasters. It's a public speaking. You want to build up your people skills and your ability to communicate. That's one of them right there. Lack of capital. Okay. I talked to one of the founders of, of used to be Price Club. Okay. Now it's Costco, right? This guy transitioned over. Is one of the things he said, he's, he's, I said, what's one of the biggest challenges? He, he asked me, what's one of the biggest challenges of, of, of small business? And I said, payroll, you know, every couple of weeks, man, it's tough. And the cash flow. And um, he said, well, why? And I said, well, you know, we've got delayed, you know, payments. We've got credit cards. We, you know, everything's hitting at different times. So it's really tough to manage 30-some paychecks. I said, what about a big business like Costco? And he goes, same thing. Payroll. We have we we take a line of credit out every two weeks to pay for our payroll, and he's we probably don't need it, but just in case. Hmm. And he says we 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 put it in there, we get our payroll out, everything balances out, we pay it back. And he says it probably costs us ten grand every time we do that, but it makes sure that our capital, our cash flow is going. Now I don't know if that's the same. That was twenty years ago, you know. They probably bankroll it pretty easy now, but it's still a concern even for a big business. Is and, and a lot of us are small business. They don't. We don't understand that. I love to hear that. Ricardo, pe people like him are going back to school to learn the finance side of it. You know, because cash flow is everything. You know, steady cash flow. You don't want that. You don't want this happening. And so it, it's huge. Um, reinvention. This is a huge problem. Is entrepreneurs come in, especially low level industries where you can get into an industry for pretty cheap. They come in. They look at everything. I am Superman. I see everything out here that's being done, and it's all wrong. I'm going to reinvent it the new way. Now, we kind of did that when I came back into it. Our industry, car care industry, is not even the same as it was 20 years ago. There are so many people that are doing it right and are fine examples. Back then, hey, you got to remember, man, we were like going back to the ancient American tribes. We had, I'm talking to Jim Gogan via freaking smoke signals. You know, there was no Internet. It, it just just was coming in. You know, I mean, our phones, you had to go. You had to send a text when texting got it was it, you had to go to the A button, you know, the, the one button. OK, OK, A, B, B, OK, B. And then you go over and space it. You couldn't just text something. You know, I mean, it was it was like it was it was like it was Morse code was easier. You know, I wish we just I, I told my kids that when texting came in, I said, why don't you guys just learn Morse code? I mean, it's a hell of a lot easier than doing that. And so I'm showing a Morse code. And it was easier than I ate my words because a couple of years later, texting became pretty easy, right? Who would have guessed? Um, and they, they quit way too early. We talked about that. You can't quit, man. Don't hang it up. If this, if you're passionate about this now, know when to pull, pop smoke. When you need, when, you're, when your capital investments are going low, you, this might be your side gig, not your main gig. That's okay. Turn it into a side gig, you know? You don't have to have it as a main gig. It could become your main gig if you finance it right. Remember your dream, your vision, what you're doing this for. So control, controls. Let's talk about controls. Um, I, I've had, I have a hard time with this. This is something that's really close to my heart is because I'm an emotional guy. I'm also a big dreamer. I'm also, I love to freaking think way out there. Um, I'm a visionary. You know, on a lot of things, uh, I, I'm really a good executioner on things, but I have a tendency of having too many things I'm working on at once. Okay. 
So I've got all these great, yeah, let's do that. I say yes, way too easy, you know, is, but your emotions is you got to control, learn to control your emotions. Him and I, I'm going to group him into this, is we have a real hard time with that. Both of us are not good at that. Is we take things really personal, you know, and if we know somebody's unhappy, we can't just look at it on how to fix it. We, we take it a little bit as, oh, damn, I failed somebody. No, you didn't fail them. Yeah. You didn't fail them. Just fix it. Or if it's just not reality, tell them. You know, the other thing we don't like to say is no. It's a real hard thing to say to people for both of us. Okay. Diane's a little better at those things than, than either one of us, you know. So I'll go to her and I'm saying a hard time. Oh, come on. You know, she didn't say that, but she'll back me back down off the edge, you know. And we've gotten better, especially in the last few months, I think, of backing each other. Like yesterday, we had a little bit of a, a situation pop up and we yeah. kind of backed each other off the edge and we came up with a solution. We're like, damn, did we just do that? We're big boys now. You know, we just went for slip-on diapers. We don't have the touchy things anymore, <laughs> you know. It's seriously, it is. Is fear, controlling your fear. Okay. Fear is one of the most amazing emotions because fear can save you. It can kill you in business and life. Because again, we talked about your will to live. We come across somebody that's, that's injured really badly. If, if, if their fear level is just spiked and you can't calm, calm them down, they could die just from that. Business is the same way. If your fear level is so spiked that it's paralysis by analysis and you just keep analyzing, you just, you just keep running through the what ifs, the what ifs, what ifs. All of a sudden, the entire pack just ran by you. And you're never right. going to catch them. Is that I'll never forget Harley Davidson came up with a, a commercial years ago. And there's a, a grandpa sitting there with his grandson. And this, there's a motorcycle comes by. And uh, his, his, his grandson says, Granddad, did you ever have a motorcycle? And he goes, you know, grandson, wind in my hair. And going out on the open road, seeing America, you know, on, on a motorcycle, nothing like it. And the grandson goes, did you really like it that much? And he goes, grandson, I had to buy siding for the house. I never had a Harley Davidson. <laughs> and it ends, you know. And you can procrastinate until you're dead. And you just can't. You've got to move at some point and stop analyzing it. you got to control your thoughts. you got to control your doubts. Again, real hard for somebody. I always knew I could do things. I just, a lot of my life, and still it hits. I don't feel I deserve it. What kind of BS is that? Why don't I deserve it? My my ideas aren't that crazy. I don't. I, I have no intentions of ever being a billionaire. Never have. Is that bad? I guess billionaires would say, "Yeah, that's horrible. Too bad you didn't think that way. You could have been." I'm okay with that. I'm not there. You know, I'm just not. But there's other things I could have achieved if I would have had a little better outlook. We were sharing yesterday about. Uh, a good friend of ours, I won't mention this guy, might not have the story 100%, but, you know, he ended up getting a 911. It was kind of his his life car, you know, and he picked it out the color he wanted, and he picked out the accessories he wanted, and he got the exact car, and it was just slightly used, which was a little better because it saved him a little bit of money. But yeah, I thought it was really cool that he tied it into a goal, and that car, not his last car, but it was his, his supercar, so to say, a 911. I think it's an S. Yeah. You know, is that car kind of surmised what he and it was going to be what he grew him and the car would grow old together. That's kind of a cool goal. Right. 
So Chris was saying something the other day, and he goes, and he said that. He goes, well, maybe that's your that's you your know, goal. That's you your know? goal car, you know. And what a cool way to look at it, right? And I do. I I envision. I go look. At, I don't want to. I'd love to have a Ferrari, but it'd be a helicopter. Okay. <laughs> um, procrastination, spending, and ego. Okay. Now the spending and ego usually go right hand in hand. Believe it or not, is that uh, uh, you know there's a lot of people out there that have these mega shops and. Your ego is going to be corrected here as the as the economy corrects itself. Is minimalize. Don't go until everything's proven. And we got a lot of, of entrepreneurs in a lot of industries right now that have really overshot what their size should have been. And the cost is out of control. And they're correcting it, or they will be corrected, you know, one way or the other. Bad leaderships, I see all too often, is fake it until you make it screamers micromanagers um people that have endless help wanted uh negative oh god i don't understand this at all negative help wanted you know I, i've seen three of these by three different individuals and i can't believe it is that they showed what they're looking for and the last the last thing they showed in the, in, in the ad was something negative one of them said the ability just to show up. What are you going to get? <laughs> what are you going to get? Somebody that's a positive thinker that's got glass half full. I'm going to look at that and say, no, thanks. Yep. Pass. So what's that tell you about the person? Need some leadership skills. You know, they need to, they need to follow a little bit. They need to follow some really good leaders. It's a real. Uh, so here's, here's the other thing is my i got ooh, i gotta be careful on this one i'll skip over this i was gonna go one direction but i won't uh because it goes into yeah anyway two different two different types of people I've, I've worked for in recent times is i have a person that that's a, an amazing leader kindest heart in the world very high up on the food chain soft heart and builds people up wants the best for the team but is not real good at being the bad cop when he needs to be. So what has he done? He has surrounded himself with individuals that are also good leaders, but can spew out the bad cop when needed. So is he a good leader? I would say absolutely, because he builds people up so good, but he knows when to let the bad cop loose with us. Is he'll come to me and he'll say, hey, you know what? Can you go and maybe do this? And he's not telling me to do anything. It's he He's a nice, he's got a great warm soul. He knows that there's times I don't. And I'm okay letting loose on some realities. He's not that guy. He's a great leader, but he's not that guy. Guess what he does? He pushes that down to his other leaders. It's amazing. I absolutely love working for this individual. Then we come off. Of another one another leader that hey how you doing buddy buddy with you and then talk shit about his team behind their back say bad things about people that didn't last long didn't last long strong leader got what he wanted pushed his way in and created a totally toxic environment he got himself in a lot of trouble a lot of trouble matter of fact lost his career trouble so what's better I'd rather work for the nice guy that has people around him 
that will say the truth. Okay? And he trusts in the leadership. One person pushes all, doesn't matter what, matter of fact, this person's not Caucasian. And he's a he, not a she, and he's not mixed up about it, you know? But yet he pushes female leaders forward. He pushes Caucasian leaders forward. He pushes black leaders forward. He pushes, he doesn't care if you're yellow, white, green, orange, purple, or confused on your sex. If you're good, he's going to push you forward. If you're not, you're talking to me or one of the other chiefs. And you're probably not going to be with us anymore. And I like that kind of leadership. He's got a great team around him. Now, staff issues. Readership versus leadership. A lot of people have never had heard of readership. What that is is a term that we, 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 we coined years and years ago for company owners that they're the only ones that are going to make any money. Is they going to keep you right where you're at? If you're one of those, good luck. Because greetership's not going to work. We talk about his goals every single year since the year he started. We had a five-year plan. This year we sit down, and I always ask him the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, to keep track on that five-year plan, where do we need to be this year? He tells me, and I said, okay, go. And he goes, what'd you tell me when I said, okay, go. Let's go to that. You remember I think what I said? said, are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? It's a little <laughs> bit of a jump. I said, yeah, let's go. Why? Because I trust him, and I know I'm going to push him a little harder. He's taking on a little more. You know, emotions, but yesterday showed us we got our pampers, you know, we got our pull-ups <laughs> up, we're doing better. You know, we're we're both not we're getting a little thicker skin, uh, but we're working through and resolving problems and not just putting our head in the sand or not just getting so emotionally wrecked by it, because we're actually finding solutions and helping people and helping us and then helping you guys. How cool is that? You know, and I'm you know, 150 years old and he's not, you know, but we're He's not a spring chicken anymore. No. And we're working our way through problems. Even at our age is we're learning as we go. We're getting better and honing in our leadership skills. So um, the screamer, the boss dude, meaning I'm the boss attitude, you know, doesn't work. Um, my way or the highway. What did I tell you guys? I'm going to make suggestions. You make decisions. You're going to take what you learned with Diane yesterday on the interiors, and you're going to blend it into what you do. Simple as that. You're not going to do everything by the way. Now, some people will. Some people will want to take and do it by the numbers. Other people say, well, you know what? Mm, I like that. But I'm going to do my, in my market. I have to change it a little bit. That's cool. That's cool. Um, the ever running help wanted ad. It's just a revolving door of people. There's a problem. Culture problem. Culture. Huge culture problem. Huge leadership problem. Uh, we we ran help wanted ads once and i never did it again in any company i've owned and the reason why we never did get it in is because we saw the people coming into our establishment and then we had several businesses at the time not just within the car care world and i went oh my god the hills have eyes <laughs> i mean we got every freaking weirdo i didn't want the, some of those people i hate to say it i didn't want them in my shop i didn't want them in my establishments and so what we did is we said, I had a powwow, company powwow. We came together and I said, listen, who here feels that we, we pay pretty fairly? We give a good, we give good opportunity. Every hand came up. Every single one of them. I said, okay, recruit friends. Here's why. If we hire one of your friends, I'm giving you a $500 bonus. 
never had to run an ad. The other thing is George Jorge, best guy we ever had to this day. Love everybody that's ever worked for me, but Jorge was badass. Kind of McDonald's, Diane did. Went in there. So she goes, go check this guy out. Walked in there. I walked in when he was getting his butt chewed from a customer. McDonald's. Imagine what they go through. He's just getting it. And I watched him and he smiled and he took care of it. And you could see he was getting abused. And he didn't come out with attitude. He had a smile the whole time. But here's the thing. When that customer engagement was done, I wanted to see. I was like, oh, wait for it. I'm licking my ice cream. Wait for it. He's going to come over and he's going to go off in Spanish. I understand enough Spanish. But see what he didn't. He didn't. He went to his staff. He briefed them on what went down. And he went on to the next customer. And I went, that's my man. Right there. And I walked up to him and I said, hi, I'm Diane's husband. What's it going to take to hire you? I know Diane already made you an offer. And he goes, are you serious about the pay? And I said, no, we're going to start you $2 more an hour than what we already quoted you. I watched that. I want you. Two weeks later, he's working with us. You know what I even love more is he says, okay, but I can't start. I've got to give these guys two, two weeks notice. He's working at freaking McDonald's. They probably don't give two shits about him. And the kid wanted to make sure he gave him two weeks notice. Did that lock it in even more? I couldn't wait for those two weeks to end and get him going. Simple as that. The thing I didn't do with him was micromanage him either. Um, internal counterculture-ism. Counterculture-ism, what is that? Simply said, your culture sucks. Now, that might be from the leadership. It also might be from the leadership allowing it to happen. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it happens in every organization. It happens in every company. It happens... You're going to get people that are cancerous, that are counterculture. They're going to see what's going on and not like it, and they're going to start whispering. Mm -hmm. You need to get that gone, and you need to get it gone now. Now, if the person can correct it, great. But if it can't be corrected, end it and end it right there. So it starts with you. Now, I've seen owners that are that way. You screaming at employees and giving them orders. So I'm, I'm going to give you two scenarios, Okay. Hey, Chris, if you could, let's get all those, all the stuff behind the Chevelle. Let's get that just relocated. Okay. There's one scenario. Hey, when you're done here, get over there, move all that shit. I want you to take the chairs. I want you to stack it on the north side of the wall outside. I want you to take the fan, relocate it over to that corner. But I don't want it by the compressor. I want it right between the two. And then the tables, I want to go over to the right of the chairs out there. Okay. Um, when can you get it done? What's the difference? I gave him an assignment, told him to handle it. If he doesn't do it right, I'll give, give him an input later. Let people make their own decisions, and usually they'll make the right decision. But if you're a sourpuss and you talk with that tone, your tone and body language is so important. How often, ask yourself, these guys right here, how often if I come up to you and I say, hey, dude, how, how's your day going? If I walk in. That was pleasant, right? If I walk in and, and walk by morning, What's that set your, your day up for? I almost said something else. What's that set your day up for if that's your boss walking by and acting like that? Your customers you're, you're, are going to get treated like you treat your staff. That's leadership. It's all in the leadership. Okay, let's wrap this up. We're going to go into to coming down through. You've got to be able to pull yourself into leadership and back into followership at a moment's notice. It's constantly, you're not going to always be the leader. A good leader is going to step back and say, oh, you have an idea. Run with it. Go. 
Show me what you got. I don't understand this. He's going to step back, going to observe, watch that, and say, ooh, that's good. Let's go. I like that. He's going to, he or she is going to take and adopt into what that person just showed in your whole SOPs change. Okay? In business, <coughs> gave you the mafia example. I don't want to lead a business. Like, matter of fact, a lot of people don't realize this. We got an entire guidance board, if you would. They give us advice. We take the actions they suggest. We're just, we're just, we're just, we're just a vote. We don't have the vinyl vote. I could, no way. I'm going to do that. These individuals got a lot more combined experience than I do. Okay. He'll take and, and, and I'll run things by him. Hey, what do you think of this? Man, I don't like it. And there's every once in a while, I'll push through and I'll say, hey, no, we got to do this. Most of the time, I don't. I'll take his advice because he's. I asked him for a reason. That's his specialty. I'm not going to. If he says, no, man, that's a bad idea. I, I go back and say, okay, let me process. Yeah, that was stupid. You know, what the hell am I thinking? And vice versa. Followership leadership comes in and out. Military, and I don't talk about it a lot, is that I'm 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 up there. Is that I'm I'm, I'm a subject matter expert. It's called a SME. Is that there's a time I push my voice. But if I'm talking as I was last month to a two or three star general, I've got to present it and bracket it in the right terms. But I had an opportunity where we kind of had a shit show going on. And so the general came up to me. My bosses were right there. I'm on the top of the horse. And he goes, hey, Doyle, man, how'd this thing go? I said, well, general, once we got through the shit show and we kind of fixed our own, the problems that we were having on our own, it's been good. But it was a shit show up until that point, general. And I, you, could see, you could see my bosses going, oh, no. You know? But here's the other thing. Is they quickly realized I was just telling the truth. There's a reason I wear that rank. And it's not to take and kiss butt and tell them lies. They need to hear that because we can't make the next mission better unless they know it. Did I throw anybody in front of the bus? Only if they weren't telling him the truth. Not my problem. And you know what? Never got corrected. I handled it with good bearing. I told the truth. I didn't over or under exaggerate. Actually, I backed off. Could have said a lot more. Well, the fact that we didn't have toilets in place, we didn't have any water for our horses, our horses were contained for another two hours after they're supposed to be out here after a nine-hour trip. Yeah, it was a fucked-up mess. I was supposed to say that. Foobar. Foobar. <laughs> it was a foobar. I could have gone there. That would have been wrong. Now that's undermining leadership. So you got to know the difference. Search and rescue. Is there so many times I've led missions and, and, and I'm looking at you because you're the, you know, we're brothers, right? I'm on a team of three or seven. That's you. It just seems like that's the magic number is that I've got my comms guy. I'm not going in it. I'm not going in his or her's business. I've got my technical person. I'm not that. I'm a rope dude. I'll make a, a big knot that will not break. But if you want me to pick, set up a, 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 Z, a Z line, I can do that. If you want a, a, a nine a, a, a nine point Z line or a what do they call that nine to one? Yeah, not not me, not your guy. You need a bailout location where we just got to get out of there and repel real quickly. I'm your guy, but my technical guy. All I'm going to go do with my technical expertise, my SME, my subject matter expert, I'm going to go check the safety on that. 
I'm going to ask everybody on the team should go check the safety on that. That's not overstepping. We're going to let him or her set that system up, but then I'm just going to check it. My medical, my meds, I'm, I'm an old medic. I know the baselines. I'm going to go to my, my, my medic and I'm going to say, dude, what do you need? You, you, you want, you want to, you, what do you need? Hey, I need a, 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 a ringer right now. Go get me this. Go get me this. Go get me this. I'm a good gopher at that point. That's my value is assisting that medic that's there or that doctor, whatever it may be, is I am not the medic. I'm not getting into his or her business. Is they are the leader on that segment of this mission. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to get into an argument with the pilot. Now, I might give input off of it. I might have input if they're going to, if they're going to insert me in, I might tell them, hey, I'd rather be inserted here. Can I go in here? That's where I really want to go. Him and her are going to go, yeah, or man, no, the wind's right there and nasty. Okay? Cool. Got your input. I'd really still like to go there, even if it's a little windy. I don't mind going a little windy, even if you got, you know, can you get me, can you get me within six feet? And a lot of people want, they want to do a step off. Can you get me within six feet of the ground? I'll jump. Yeah, I can get you there. Okay. I'll jump. It's worth it. I don't want to have to go back around that way for whatever reason. So at all of these different levels, business, SAR, military, my family life, our relationship, your relationship, your guys as an industry, is I'm a leader. I'm also a follower. And I know how to go back in and out of both of those things at any given time. And I actually really enjoy the followership part of it more than I do the leadership. I love seeing young people take the lead and me be able to take and watch and grow as a leader by watching their leadership abilities. It's just magical. And I'll tell you what, when you take that attitude, you become a bet much better leader, but you also start enjoying following a little more. Follower followership, everybody thinks it's a bad thing. I got to be a leader. No, man. Both of them, it's an awesome ride. Learn to enjoy both. All right. Anything else to add? I think that's it. These, well, these guys got to go learn some more stuff. They do. We went a little long today. A little bit. But you know what? It's, a, it's an important topic. So, hey, if you guys didn't catch the uh, the last one on followership, go get that. And uh, Yeah, that was one was one. like two two episodes ago. Yeah. So go do that. And then, yeah, because we did. Did I do one? We didn't do one last Wednesday. No. Yeah, we missed out. Yep. I was you, were, over you, were, you were on an airplane. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, go uh, be kind to each other and uh, take care. Thanks for coming in again. If you have any topics you want to talk about, we need to know about it. We'd love to hear it. Make sure to share, tell somebody about it, and then make a comment below, and uh, go out and have a powerful day. Take care, everybody. We'll see you.